0: Service Rex, a Neon Genesis Evangelion podcast that is 50% first-time watch, 50% rewatch, and 100% trauma. My name is Joe. I use any and all pronouns. Chris.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I was waiting for you to do your joke because I forgot what it was. I was gonna do it
0: after you said your name. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You I'm want me Chris. to start over? <laughs> Welcome back to Nervous Rex. A Neon Genesis Evangelion podcast that is fifty percent rewatch, fifty percent first time watch, one hundred percent trauma. My name is Joe. I use any and all pronouns. I'm Chris. I use he him pronouns. We're back, and this week we have to answer the most important question: Are there any men left in America? (laughs) Hopefully not. Hopefully not.
1: Every day I wake up hopeful. Is this the day? Am I gone?
0: Have we done it? Have we have we succeeded? Uh, Chris and I are referring to a absurd. Uh, iTunes review, uh, if you want to uh, Counterbalance that, you can go to iTunes And leave us a nice review uh, About how <laughs> there aren't any men left in America But uh, interest- interestingly enough That review Is is timed on an episode when we're- there's a lot to do with Shinji And masculinity
1: Yeah, and uh, conveniently There's a scene where Shinji's trying to focus On the traumas of war, and there's a couple making out In front of him in the movie theater And his his face was the same one we made reading that review About Uh, Being upset about our being upset about objectification of women and children and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's weird too because I'm like, just it's it's predicated in like so often in media that women are the object of of a male gaze, and then like I got extra mad when I was like, he's a teenager,
1: he's fourteen. It just—I—I I love the idea that that person got however many minutes deep into listening to the two of us geek out about anime. And it's like, oh, now they're not being manly.
0: What the hell is this? Yeah, they got like what fucking deep in the tooth of, of episode two, and they were like, yeah. I draw the line it's here. Like, now
1: Chris isn't a man. Like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, asshole! I was never a man. <laughs> uh, we're back in it with episode four. I don't remember the first title when it opens up, but the it, second like, one... wasn't very
1: good. It was, like, um, I think it's literally um, Rain and Escape and Afterward. <laughs>
0: like, I thought that was good. I just... It's not as good as Hedgehog's Dilemma. I mean, it's, a...
1: like, it's... it's. I guess I shouldn't, like, make fun of it. It's not, like, bad, but it just reads very, like, yeah, that's what happens. Like, it's, it's very just, like, literal. Like...
0: Yeah, there's something about the literalism in the titles of this show that I like, but also the, like... Stuff like Hedgehog's Dilemma and Knocking on Heaven's Door Like that stuff's really good too So
1: Yeah My my like unbeatable still to me is uh, Unfamiliar Ceiling That's still my Un- favorite one
0: Unfamiliar Ceiling is really really good Both like yeah. in terms of the way that is used as a, as a metaphor and a theme in that episode And also a title uh, Which is yeah. similar to Hedgehog's Dilemma I suppose In terms of uh, it doing both things really well
1: I hate when Sonic can't make friends
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah Maybe that's why he's an asshole. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's the hedgehog's dilemma.
0: Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to hurt tails fast. too
1: bad by getting too close.
0: Uh huh. That's why he pushes away Amy. Um. Last time, Chris, you did the cliff note recap, so this time it's my turn. It's only right. It's only fair. We didn't do it in the first episode. Uh. So now we're now we're gonna alternate. So this time we we get Masato waking up. And she's like, how many more days is this kid going to skip school? She knocks on Shinji's door and is like, hey, go to go to school. Uh, and she, <laughs> she also makes a remark about the Eva being repaired like, uh, and asks him if he's going to be a pilot. And she decides to peek in the room and realize that it's empty and he has run away. And we get uh, a lot of shots of him leaving on a train and then uh, playing the same song over and over again on his uh, Walkman, his cassette player. And he, uh, at the end of the train, doesn't have anyone else to go. And the station is shutting down. He decides he needs to go back. Um, he, has, he has a second thought. And he starts, to, he starts to walk back in that direction. Just fucking walk. Um, we get a brief scene of him in a movie theater that we'll talk about in depth, I'm sure. Uh, and he continues walking and walking. There's some shots interspersed of Nerve trying to figure out what to do. Now that Shinji is gone, it's mostly reconfiguring stuff for Ray, because there isn't a fourth child yet talk about that too probably and he he runs into kinsuke who is uh larping in a field by himself he is he is uh reenacting or role-playing something uh, and he's doing multiple parts in this and then he sees shinji and says, says, hey and they talk for a while uh kinsuke i forgot to mention that kinsuke and toji at the beginning of the episode go and see masato to see how shinji is doing and she lies and said that he's just training so he's not there they think that she's hot um and when kinsuke is talking to shinji in the field next to his little tent he is like man i'm so jealous so you You get to live with this hot lady and you get to pilot this cool robot i wish i had your life and she's like no you fucking don't it sucks shit his specific line is like you don't want to pilot the robot your mother would be worried about you and kinsuke says i don't have one of those and he says i'm just like you shinji um and they end, he ends up staying the night there in his tent, but in the middle of the night or in the morning or something, Nerve comes to take Shinji back. Kinsuke kind of watches it Uh, and seems regretful that he can't do anything about it, and they take Shinji back. He talks to Masato. She says, do you want to actually stay on pilot or no? And he says, no, but I'll do it, and she gets mad that he won't just do what he wants to do, so she tells him to leave, and he does. again uh this time as he he's as he's going to or being taken to the train station by nerve uh he runs into to Toji and Kinsuke again and they say bye and Toji wants him to punch him to to pay him back and he does that and it's a little awkward but Shinji seems to realize that they actually like care about him and he starts to have second thoughts again about leaving uh but he's dragged away this time and as he's waiting for the train at the end of the episode he remembers Masato at some point saying hang in there um and after and we see Masato coming to see if he's actually leaving and as the train leaves or like gets out of the frame we see that Shinji is still there waiting and uh he sees Masato and they make eye contact for a long time and he says I'm home and she says welcome home and that's the episode it's a really
1: good one in my opinion
0: I liked it a lot there is no scoring in this episode I think I'm pretty sure
1: I think you're right.
0: You you hear like the muffled sound of like Shinji's music through his headphones, uh, and like some stuff that's like coming from seekers or speakers in the in the in the fr- like in the shot. Um, but as far as I noticed, no scoring on top of that. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: I anxiously await the iTunes review that yells at us about being wrong about that, but I think Please. I think we're in the clear.
0: But yeah. Good episode. Hedgehog's Dilemma, Spiny Boy. Where, where do you want to start? Just the beginning.
1: Uh, we can do that. That works for me. I, I was, I was telling you a bit ago that it's, it's funny that Masato's on his ass about not going to school when it, like, every child in the world doesn't want to go to school. And if anyone deserves to skip, it's the kid that has to fight in a giant robot suit.
0: Yeah, like days ago, like he had this traumatic experience. You heard the boy scream, like he was dying. And- like, go do math. Go yeah, just just do the bath, and uh, yeah, she's she's like, hey, the robot's done. Are you gonna pilot that or go to school? And she's he's just a he's just a boy,
1: just a boy.
0: There's um there's a scene in the middle of this episode that is a flashback for Masato um of after the events of the last episode. So between like after they defeat that angel, save Toji and Kinsuke. Uh, but before he comes home and then decides to run away, there's a scene where... I was where,
1: confused about that. It was not clear to me when that scene took place.
0: Yeah, she she says something about that being after the last angel attack. Okay. Um, it goes by pretty quick. Yeah. But uh, what what did you make of this scene and, like, Shinji's characterization? Follow- um, and, like, and, like is, now having the context of knowing that comes after him stabbing and screaming the angel uh, when, like he was told to retreat
1: um i don't know to be honest it was like it was weird to me like i don't think i'd go as far as to say like this doesn't fit but like it didn't ring true for me either like i guess i'm kind of just like in a weird middle ground of like i don't know like it it didn't really like i don't think it had the intended effect on me that it was supposed to Mm -hmm. i guess i didn't quite know what to make of it yeah, I, th- I think it was also partially confused because I couldn't place it in the timeline, so the whole thing felt weird to me.
0: Yeah, is it any better knowing when it takes place?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. Just in, in in like knowing that um his mental state is like so thrown.
0: Yeah, after he that. seems very nonchalant. Uh, she's like, "Hey, why didn't you?" Or no, it starts off where he's like really quiet, and she just keeps telling him things, and he keeps being like, "Yes." Yes. And she's like, You can't just keep saying yes to everything I say. Um, and he's like, Yeah, no, I, I, I understand that. And she's like, if you just go along with what everyone tells you, like you're not gonna be able to actually like think for yourself in the pilot seat and you're gonna end up killed. And his response is, I don't care. So I feel okay. like <laughs> Yeah. I yeah. was
1: I was conflating the two scenes that take place in similar areas in the conversations of the two of them. That's okay, that yeah, that did, that scene did work.
0: Okay, so you're thinking of the scene after he gets brought back.
1: I was thinking that some of that took place in that later scene. So n- now that they're attitude does make total sense. Yeah, in that part of the yeah, timeline. The, yeah.
0: The, the, the other scene that's like completely dark um, yeah. is, is, I guess, similar in terms of like him sitting down and her, and her like towering over and like being upset with him. Yeah. Um, so they, they like parallel each other really well, but they're very different uh states that shinji is in
1: yeah i thought i thought the the bit with him just like agreeing to everything was was in that scene so i I was confusing the two of them yeah
0: this comes a little bit earlier
1: yeah no that scene was good and like i think like that's that is the time when he would be in the i don't like it would be out of character for him to say i don't care in any other scene but that one was appropriate like that was like and it's like it's we're we're then like informed that that was like the the breaking point basically was like that's when he like mm-hmm. he he has that experience and he's telling her like yeah whatever yeah whatever like I don't care like and that's when he like runs away so like it all checks out
0: yeah he goes back to just like center the reticle and shoot or whatever yeah um, and it's like hey like there are consequences and he's like whatever <laughs> fuck it yeah uh, and he makes him amar- like no one else can do it I have to do it um and like his 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 tone is like uh. It, it comes off, I think, initially as, like, cocky and nonchalant, but, like, I think it's really depressing.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think it, it it actually really does help a lot to know that it happened after um the fight where, like, we talked about last week, he's so not himself. Like, this thing has already warped him so badly yeah. that, like, you can totally, like, I don't think anyone have difficulty reading in that context that that um, attitude is, like, a defense mechanism, basically. It's just, yeah. like...
0: As we were talking about how this uh, scene frames the other one really well, the other closed quarters conversation between the two two of these characters, the difference in Shinji's state versus where in the next scene or the the, 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 the near the end of the episode scene where Shinji's like really down and quiet and says, like, no one else can do it but me. But it's like completely different tone. I think that's I think that's really effective. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you want to go ahead and jump to that scene since we're talking about it, but
1: Sure. I I really liked it, even though it was a direct call out to me as a person.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was,
1: it was like it just—he kept being like, "Yeah, well, like I don't want to do it, but I, I have to because Ray and because you and because Ritsuko, And then I was like, "Like, no, like, shut up! Like, if you don't want to do it, then you shouldn't, and you should get out of here." Like, which is like, I don't know if he can see this because he doesn't—he <laughs> didn't get to see the other scenes that we did. But um, <laughs> it's it's clear to the viewer that like it's not so much a like we want someone who's like. Gung ho and ready to do it. The reason she wants someone who like wants to pilot, as opposed to like it being this like scary obligation, is because she's afraid that if he goes in with that attitude, he'll get killed.
0: Yeah, or like not take care of himself, or um, which like there's like if I were to draw a pie chart of Masato's interests, I would say it's like forty percent genuine concern for this boy's well being, um, and like sixty percent some sort of obligation of if he dies, it's bad.
1: Really, I read it the other way around.
0: Really. I, yeah, as long I as we agree that it's not one hundred percent either, <laughs> I no, think it's, it's not. I think it's fine because I think those numbers fluctuate. Yeah, I think in this episode you're right. I think in this episode it's very much more concern for him because she does tell him to just fucking run after. Yeah, he gets dragged back.
1: Yeah, I mean, like not necessarily like like run because they like actively put him through, which is weird. But I wanted to get to that in a second. But they they put him through like a whole like employee termination thing where they like void his badge and like whatever like he he doesn't yeah. like run at that point like he's like actually he like discharged. quitting his yeah. job at the robot murder factory like uh-huh and which is i thought was strange and surprising that like anyone would let that happen considering like how much the rest of the show has been like like my boy's got to do this and blah, blah blah like the fact that messiah was just like nope i think he should either he should make a decision if he doesn't want to be here, he should go i'm surprised that like nobody else stopped that even with her say so
0: I think at that point, they'd like the whole time he was gone, they were preparing for Rey. Like, I, I think it's just uh, to remember to con- the context of him being a spare since episode one.
1: That's, yeah, that's true.
0: Um, I- and I, th- I think, like, no- none of these adults, except sometimes Masato, views these teenagers as people.
1: Yeah, but I guess that makes it even more surprising to me because they're, like, letting him go. Masato's letting him go on a basis of, like, he as like a person and a human is not really like fit for this. Like right now, as opposed to like, I would think personally, if they like are all about having as many resources they need and not looking at them as people, but as tools that they'd be like, no, he can't leave. Like he has to stay in case something happens to Ray. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's fair. Yeah. But I also get where like, they're just like, fuck it. We have what we need. Like, go ahead.
0: Yeah. Well, I I don't know. It's like maybe the term of like, if he doesn't want to do it or he's this, uh, their, their words, cry baby about yeah. everything that he's he they'd rather not have him than have yeah. him freeze up in the robot and not be able to do anything. right um yeah i can see it versus ray already kind of being as we've seen so far that subservient like yes i'll do it character granted we always see her in bandages or whatever because she's suffered from the training which is partly why shinji feels so obligated to do it so she doesn't have to but uh yeah i i I don't know. I guess it's just like if it's 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 better to to not have him go in there and fail than to just say fuck it. We'll go with the one that we know works and then push her even harder.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely like justifiable. But I was surprised. Like I I didn't think that anyone was going to let him leave at any point. But I actually liked that this episode got into that. Like I feel like this is the time too. Like to have a thing where it's like he gets out. Like he's he's free. And then he has, a, he, he, ha, he, is, and he has a choice. Exactly.
0: Yeah, it is, it is his choice at the end of the episode to, 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 to stay and to go back. Yeah. And it, it is prompted by uh, the feeling that someone gives a shit about him.
1: Yeah. Because, like, every writer ever talks about how, like, protagonists need to be like in control of their own stuff and they need to make interesting choices and those choices have to have consequences and stuff. And so like a show like I was like I was totally with it up to this point, but I do think if you watch the show as a whole and this kid is just getting dragged around everywhere, it wouldn't be the same as if like we watched him get dragged into this situation and he didn't have a choice and then now it's like, no, he he made a decision to do this. And so like now we're more locked into yeah. like him as like our main character.
0: Um yeah, because we that, get to that, see him a, having
1: agency of his own.
0: That that's a very fair read. I think it's uh, and this and like this show is like clearly making a statement about what agency Shinji does and doesn't have. Um yeah. Like we we know that he has this obligation that isn't rooted in a thing that he wants to do, but a, a thing he feels he must. Um, mm-hmm. And I think his connection with Toji and Kinsuke um, is 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 less about like well because they're my friends I want to do this now. I just think his moral obligation outweighs his fear at least in this episode, or at the end of yeah. this episode.
1: And, and one thing that I don't think you've mentioned yet, which I think is actually a bigger piece of the puzzle than just that they, he can tell that like, these people care about him, which I think is part of it, but Toji specifically mentions, like, hey, with you going, we're probably going to have to all like leave this area soon. Basically being like, well, if you're not going to fight in the giant robot, like this place is going to get destroyed, and we're all going to have to like relocate. But I also understand, I won't let anyone talk shit about you for for not mm-hmm. doing it cuz we got to see what it was like for you and nobody else did. And so I think like that line is what catches Shinji. It's just like, "Oh shit, if I don't do it, like everyone else's lives change. It's still more of the same of like feeling yeah, obligate like you said more obligated to everybody, but it's like I think it's bigger than just even yeah. those two. I think he really like, once yeah. I
0: I I think that like burden going on his shoulders but through like be, being relayed by characters that he now knows and that we as the viewer now know and like give a shit yeah. about. I think it's just like good i mean it's good storytelling is what it is and i
1: yeah and i think it made it worse for him because it would make it worse for me too uh was that it wasn't a situation of like how could you like the thing's going to be destroyed but like hey like bad things might happen because you do this but i support you and i'm with you like that made it harder i think
0: for yeah because yeah because like there's i don't know how to phrase it but it's like knowing that like this person doesn't hold it against him. Yeah. Makes him feel more guilty, I think
1: Absolutely, yeah It's it's kind of like what we talked about with, with in the reverse with Toji When he realized that, like, Shinji wasn't going to fight him back on his, like, issues It, like, made him mm-hmm. more mad Because, yeah. like, this was a good kid
0: Yeah, like, as, as, uh, as he's going away And, like, before Toji and Kinsuke are, like, gone Shinji tries to fight back against the, the, the nerve people dragging him away And he's, like, apologizing for being a coward and whatever, yeah, which is like, and like, uh, there's there's a couple lines that are in, in what we're watching translated to to sissy, um, which I don't love, but uh, it it very much conveys that like masculinity is a part of this for him, yeah, um, and I and I think that is also demonstrated in uh, Toji being like, no, I pu- I punched you, you're gonna punch me back, yeah, it, it's it's very much this like ch- masculine way of dealing with it. Um, at, le- at least in this context, um,
1: that whole, that whole scene between Toji saying like, like, no, the only way for us to be even is for you to like punch me back. And then like with, um, like, uh, Shinji fighting back against the guards and like, uh, yelling out to them before he can get dragged away that it's like, it's, you know, like I'm the one that deserves to be hit. Cause I'm like weak and scared and a quote unquote sissy or whatever. I was just thinking like, man, I hate watching the world, like try to harden this soft boy like
0: yeah yeah it's very much just like all of these people like the whole like the last couple episodes have been the world trying to be like tell him hey you have to pilot this robot be a big enough kid and he's like no i'm a kid and in this episode this weight goes on his shoulders he's actually connected with these two characters at this point through the the uh sort of shared trauma in the end of the last episode and um actually talking to Kinsuke in this episode and yeah. he's probably been in his own head for two days while he's walking. But like having that come crushing down on him and he's like, no, I, I want it. I want to be able to do this. I wish I could do this. Wonder years voice. I, I bet I'd be a fucking coward. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I think, I think those scenes are really effective. Um, there's a nice touch that Toji and Kinsuke are still waiting at the end of the episode when, his, when the train leaves. Yeah, it pulled me back out when they called Masato a babe again, but that's the point. So
1: I didn't even realize that happened. No, oh, wow, um, you
0: were you were you were too strong. I was in it.
1: Yeah, um, I, I was. Well, that might detract from what I was about to say a little bit, but oh, no. I was gonna say I feel like we have to have a conversation. I, th- I feel like we have to have Toji and Kensuke discourse, my friend, because. Mm-hmm. I feel like last week I was saying nice things about them, and you were kind of like, "Well, I don't know." And are I we, feel switching? Like I'm are gonna, we switching? Are we switching? No, I'm gonna plant my flag in the ground, and like these are good boys. Like they're they're dumb boys, but they're good dumb boys. No, like, yeah,
0: like there was there was added context to Kinsey in this episode where it really warned me up to him again. Uh, I say again, I don't remember how I felt about him in the first time I watched it, but uh, it, I still think like like it, it really draws the attention to like he's a kid, he doesn't know the context of. Uh him glamorizing certain things But yeah. like he is a kid He has no context for those things Yeah he... there are adults that don't have Context for those things exactly yeah And 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 like because he's like playing This this game of like fake war And uh he's like nah I just you know these are all fake I just I just do this for fun it's just something that I do Uh and he's like I wish it's... I could pilot This robot and she's like it's bad And like Kinsky at this point knows it's Bad but he's just like he just he's that's
1: true he's just, i hadn't
0: thought about that he's just a kid yeah <laughs> and he it, and it really much seems like he doesn't have anything else he just wants to aspire to something yeah this is the the thing that he's passionate about i guess
1: it was real adorable that he was playing himself and toji when he was doing his little war reenactment oh was that the name <laughs> like, was that
0: the name he said
1: yeah yeah he he used um toji's i forget like it's like um his other uh name i don't know if it's his uh Surname or whatever, but like he dropped the other na- uh, told Toji's other name when he was uh, playing the other soldier that was like trying to like pick him up and save him. Uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, I didn't. I, did, I didn't
0: realize it was the same name. That is good. Yeah,
1: but that scene. That but that scene's more interesting to me now though because like you're right. Like this would have been like it feels like that scene would have been more appropriate before the last episode.
0: Maybe like, where there, he's there, still. It's double uh, for me. It's double sided because yeah, like. You know, he still says he wish he could do it even after seeing how hard it is, but also after like when nerve comes to get him, he doesn't try and fight.
1: Yeah. I I, I guess it's still like
0: I guess may, I can he, buy he, that and like, and he draws attention doesn't, to that.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess I can buy that a kid doesn't immediately learn the lesson of of like uh giant robot combat being mentally bad for you even after seeing one kid do it cuz you could still think to yourself like well, if it was me, or like I don't know, I guess I buy that he didn't instantly learn that lesson, even though he saw it up close. Mm-hmm. But uh, thing, but yeah, I think, no, but they're so they're so I sweet think, to him because like,
0: go uh, ahead. Just just to just to put a, t- a cap on this conversation, I think what's the thing is that Shinji still won. I think that's the 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 point for Kensuke is that Shinji still did it. I, I think yeah, I think him winning, and I think maybe this mirrors. Uh, Shinji when he was in his uh, that low point With Masato being like I still won didn't I Even though like you told me to run away and it was Risky like I won I think I think Part of that for Kinsuke is like he still Did it and maybe that's yeah. more important To him
1: could be I yeah it's hard to say Yeah I mean but, we're, um, we're reading
0: a lot into a Pretty small conversation which is The, the podcast but
1: <laughs> Yeah I but, but what I was Gonna say is just like these these kids are So sweet to him like like they they show up to his house like to bring all his homework that he's missed, and like they're yeah. there for him to see him off, and they're still there like like you said in the scene that you pointed out. And Toji, even though it's like dumb male jock stuff, like come on, bro, hit me back, like whatever. It's still like that's his way of trying to like bond with and make things right with Shinji.
0: Yeah, he's, he stops some mid punch and says, "Don't hold back," and then he does it <laughs> again, and he's like, "Good he- job, you hit me."
1: Yeah, you hit me hard enough for me to be satisfied. But yeah, yeah so you know, that's like which, which
0: which I think is Choji projecting his own masculinity onto Shinji because it's very much just like I won't accept your forgiveness unless you have hit me back. Like yeah. It's not just, "Hey, I'm sorry. That's fine. I get it." <laughs> it's you have to hit me back.
1: Right. Yeah. And it has to be a hard enough punch that I can feel cool taking it.
0: Yeah, you can't just you can't just hit me out of pity. You have to mean yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's it's dumb but but i but i like the the character thinks that's sweet and so it's kind of a sweet gesture on his part like that he's trying to like finish repairing that bridge with shinji and he makes note of like hey like my my sister or no, i think it's kensuke that, that says this yeah but just kensuke like that says it. toji's sister said him straight about like how it wasn't shinji's fault and so that adds to it too but then like i especially the scene i mentioned where he's saying that like like nobody else gets how like scary and hard that was for you, and I won't let anybody talk bad about you for wanting to to leave like yeah, so I, yeah, that,
0: that, these, that's, that, that line's really, really good to me.
1: The boys won me over is all I'm saying. I was already like turning that way last episode, but this episode i'm I'm like fully on board, even if they have a lot to learn because they are fourteen year old boys and I too was once a 14 year old boy and I was an idiot too
0: <laughs> yeah I, I think this episode um solidified that for me just like the context in which. I need to understand them in rather than just like side characters who antagonize sometimes rather yeah. than just like uh, a lot of like, you know, these are kids <laughs> that make mistakes yep. and uh, you know, get, I don't want to say tunnel vision, but they don't, they don't know all the details.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's like, yeah. Yeah. It's better for them that they don't. It sucks that Shinji has to, but
0: <laughs> yeah. And yeah, like seeing Shinji, like Shinji having all of this trauma, uh, both, before and after getting in a giant robot, uh, st- like struggling to relate to-, to these kids and like connect with them. And then I think this episode where he realizes that they are like, no, we, we like, they explicitly say like, we saw what you saw. We won't let anyone talk shit on you for like, we won't let anyone say you're a coward. I think that's the f- closest Shinji has had to like connecting with people, let alone his own age, but just like, he's like, oh shit. Anyone people care. Which like yeah, which like I don't we haven't talked specifically about the this line from uh after Shinji gets brought back and the, the darker scene with Misano where she's like I think
1: we're about to talk about the exact same line that I was about to talk about yeah
0: oh go for it then go for it
1: uh the line where she's like you're not gonna get praise out of me Shinji Akari
0: yeah and yeah uh, because he's like you're not gonna scold me for for leaving no no I'm think I think we're thinking of different lines okay because uh he he's like you're not gonna yell at me for leaving and she's like no. But and I, it's it kind of seems like him running away was a cry for help to see if he would be missed or like if people would look for him. And it was probably demoralizing and not uh good for him to be dragged back by nerve rather than like Masato saying, "Are you okay? Where have you been? Yada yada yada." Whereas like and, and, and like I think at that point once he's in that room waiting like and she comes in, I think he's expecting like this is this is a I was brought back for business purposes, and she's like again like fit like she's kind of split on why she's concerned about him.
1: Yeah. I I was uh bringing up the other line because of the fact that like this other character that does care about him in a similar way to the way Toji and Kensuke care about him is not giving him that verbally. Like they are like we're your pal and she's like I'm not going to praise you.
0: <laughs> like yeah.
1: And like they have a very different relationship.
0: A brief like she shows when she's alone, she seems to show that she's concerned about him or at least yeah. frustrated. Cuz after she has to lie to the kids about him training, she like yells and kicks the door and calls him a uh, a jerk for for leaving, but then like yeah, no to his face, she's just like she's she's not showing the sense, like the genuine emotion she's having. It's coming out as like it's coming out very frustrated.
1: Yeah, it it's very like um coach to me. It's very mm, like yeah. I'm going to say what I need to say to get what I need out of you in this moment.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, it's very it's very much like Y'all ever seen High School Musical? <laughs> <laughs> I actually haven't. You haven't? Damn, it's a all no. right flick for a Disney movie, yeah, a Disney, it. a Disney original uh, TV m- made for TV movie. But uh, this is a, this is a trope long beyond High School Musical specifically. It's just for some reason that's my fucking cultural touchstone. In which Troy, the main character, his dad is also the basketball coach, and that relationship is really blurred. And that's like one of the strains of that movie is like him feeling like he can't live up to his dad uh and also feeling like he doesn't really have a dad so much as he has this coach. And that's that's a, again that's an overdone trope. It's um I I think similarly it's this blurred line of relationship and Masado is like leaning on the professional one and like the the I'm, you know, in charge of you in this position, but also that concern comes out where she's like do what's best for you, but she does it in this very frustrated boss way. Yeah but i but i do it's, think we've you know we've seen that there is both both of those places of concern for her i don't know if i want to connect it to her saying that she's the same as him and like didn't have good parent relationships or whatever from the first episode or not but i think that's a fair reading of her not really knowing how to deal with kids so
1: yeah i i like that character a lot i think that she's really well depicted i think yes. like every episode she's doing something interesting on a like Personal level,
0: yeah. Like, yeah, it's she like very much feels like a fucking real complicated person.
1: Yeah, and it's not like she's never warm to him. Like, she tells him he did a good job after the really traumatic fight, and like when they're in their apartment, she's kind of a different person with him.
0: Yeah, and I and that, I think like, I mean, that's part of the. It, it's like it. It makes for a good character, even if I think the character is not necessarily a good person.
1: Yeah, I and like yeah, and this one, this episode, like part of her being stern is like like we said, it's coming out of like. She's, like, if he can't get his head in the game, like, he's gonna get hurt. So, Mm -hmm. like, and that obviously is upsetting her, so she takes it out on him, like, yeah. Head
0: in the game. We're all in this together, Shinji-kun.
1: I, one of my favorite shots this episode, and maybe the whole series so far, was when Misato shows up, and the train's going by, and, like, she thinks that he's left to go back home. And, like, so the train is really
0: effective. Yeah. She
1: doesn't see him there, and she kind of, like, sighs. And when she moves her head down, then you can see Shinji in the background behind her. It's so good.
0: hmm. Like, uh, it's what's me- weird. Like, so I obviously knew he was there. Uh, you probably could guess that, you know, this is only episode four. He didn't leave or something. Um, actually, wait. I should just ask. Did you? What did you think? I.
1: Honestly, don't know if I could tell you what I was like thinking at that point in
0: time. In it,
1: (laughs) yeah, I think so. Because I well, also I will admit (laughs) I was also part just partially confused about like what that scene meant until it was all over because I was um, paying attention to the like train speaker audio and it was like only authorized people can be on this train so for a minute i thought that meant if he was on the train it meant he was going back so i thought he was on the train like so it was like kind of confusing for a second so i think i was probably thinking about that stuff at the time rather than trying to predict is he going to be there when she turns around um yeah but no yeah that that scene i think i had like a bodily reaction when like she moves her head and he's back there like i thought that scene is, was really really well done
0: it, it's it's really really well done i think on on the rewatch i was confused not maybe not confused but like interested in the the depiction of it because i i knew he was there i knew that like the frame was going to change and we were going to see him so like as she's having these reactions i thought are these reactions to her seeing him or that and then like i had to recontextualize it again uh where it's like no that's a reaction to thinking he's gone and then she reacts to seeing him again Mm -hmm. but yeah no that that uh that that frame is or that, that shot is really really well done where it like reveals that he is there and then like they make eye contact and they stare at each other for this long this really and really long shot
1: that shot's amazing as well first of all mm-hmm. just like the the composition itself right it's just like a wide shot of the two of them he's up on the thing and she's down on the ground by her car and they're just staring at each other and it holds forever mm-hmm. and like to the pin tweet on this podcast the sound design is really great and like yeah They've got, like, the their signature cicadas and stuff. But then I was paying particular attention to, again, the trained speakers. Except this time, it was, like, not confusing. It was just, like... If anything, it was, like, on the nose, but I liked it. I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's, like... Um, it was a bunch of lines that, like, had, like... That, that pertained to the scene and the situation. It was, like... uh stay behind the yellow line for your safety and there's one line where it's like if you have any children, make sure they're properly supervised and like it was oh, like Yeah. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Like
0: Yeah, no, that's that's very on the nose. For I, I wasn't super paying attention to what it was saying. Um, but for me, I thought it was really effective like how long they hold the shot before any sound starts playing. So like for me it really snapped into like, oh no, they're just actually staring at each other for three minutes. Like, it's not just like a freeze frame or for like some sort of visual metaphor for the viewer it's like literally happening yeah <laughs> there's uh all the long shots in this episode remind me of um, a notoriously funny scene not it's not really funny but i laugh at it when i think about it and uh twin peaks the return where i think like seven or so minutes is just a dude sweeping and in the background there's a like it's in a bar before it's open and there's a dude taking a phone call but like it's too like muffled and out of uh like it's not in the scene so much as it's just like background noise But, like, they just hold that shot for, like, seven minutes in an episode of just this dude sweeping, just, like, this empty room. And it's just, for very different purposes, but it kind of reminded me of that, of just, like, this is the tone. You are going to sit in this tone.
1: Yeah. That's this show's shit, honestly, and I'm Mm -hmm. for it.
0: This this show uses space and silence really, really effectively.
1: Yeah. Again, consult our pinned tweet in Uh podcast form, because we will say that every episode.
0: Yeah. No show looked good There was no uh I guess there's like one Shot of the Eva Inside of Nerve Um Yeah Where, where Masato In it's explains, grape juice Yeah it's in the grape juice Masato explains the hedgehog's dilemma To Ritsuko
1: Which isn't that who explained it to her first
0: Maybe I don't remember I just I know it come up explained once it
1: first. Like <laughs> She just like Hedgehog explains it back to her It's like I wish like The, the scene would have gone It's like I know I told you
0: <laughs> Yeah yeah like that's kind of the turning point for misato where she's like they're i guess they're prepping up to change things for for using Rey, and she's like still thinking about shinji and she's like damn you know it's just he and maybe maybe i'm reading into it to say that she's like relating to it like she also can't open up she just pushes away thinking about him doing that and like uh thinking about how he like doesn't doesn't know how to open up or just like do anything, because he ends up hurting people for whatever reason. That's why he's so, like, just, like, yes, I'll do whatever I need to do, and I won't care too much about what I need to do for myself. And I think that's, like... And I'll like,
1: just say yes to literally everything. Oh, my God! The most cursed thing just popped on my head. Like, an edit of the Jim Carrey Yes Man poster, but Shinji's head on his oh, body. Oh, no!
0: That's very <laughs> cursed.
1: <laughs> it's so bad. Sorry.
0: Oh, uh, But, uh... That's yeah, like, like, that's kind of the last scene before... The, the final scene and, and uh, we realized Masada is like driving to, I think she's trying to catch him and maybe, at, who knows what she would have fucking said uh, or what, what, what that scene would have gone if she had left earlier, because when she gets there, the, the train <laughs> is leaving.
1: Yeah. There, there were two, two visual moments that stood out in this one particularly. I mean, like, aside from the scenes we've already mentioned that like, like, but like this one's like specifically like just the visuals really was the, the big pink and black tower that's glowing everywhere shot. Is that what you're talking oh about? Oh my God. The, the
0: Mordor shot? No, no. There's a shot where he's like by a bunch of hills that I refer. I, oh,
1: okay.
0: I didn't, I actually, I, I don't one, think I, I said Mordor in in this recording. I think it was the one where Whoops. I was using the wrong microphone. <laughs> I exposed uh, our business. We, I'm sorry. Yeah, we had, we exposed, we had to start over cause I fucked up. Uh, but yeah, I, He he was going to, to Mordor. Um, but no, I forgot about the, the scene where he's like, walking at night and it's like everything's really really red or pink but yeah tell me tell me what you thought about that
1: oh i just thought it was cool okay yeah (laughs) and like um it was cool and ominous what do do you um, what do you
0: think about the sound usage in that one because that's the one where like he gets really really loud and he covers his ears and then it stops
1: i did not even remember that
0: really no yeah there's like a, a shot on his face looking panicked and like all these sounds are like building up i feel like honestly it's uh just demonstrating a panic attack because um after he covers his ears and starts running, the, for the viewer, the sound drops out. So, like, presumably, like, there was no actual real noise. It's just him. Yeah. Because it starts off, maybe it's, like, a, f- a flashback-related panic attack, too, because it starts off sounding kind of like the sirens from the last angel attack.
1: That's what I was thinking it was when he was covering his ears and, like, the sky was all, like, colored. I was like, oh, shit, mm-hmm. is like, an angel showing up.
0: Yeah, but then when he covers his ears and runs, it's quiet, yeah. and I think that's actually quiet like i think we're we're being told as the viewer there's no sound that's just him
1: yeah i agree with that
0: yeah which Um, is fucking powerful
1: the other one that's like that it's very similar in terms of like that kind of like goal and effect is that after and now i can't remember which fucking scene it i think it's i think it's the one where yeah no it's the second conversation between him and masato it's when Masato's like a silhouette i think so yeah where she's like uh you know if you don't want to do this for yourself then you should just like go and the door slowly like closes and slams shut and there's like Mm -hmm. this little shot it's like his um his face is on like one third of the screen and it's like red and like you know i'm talking about
0: yeah 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 oh fuck you're right that's like uh kind of alluding back to the the tower scene because it's like his face and then like it's, like, bleeding into... Like, it's, like, half silhouette and, like, bleeding into that red color and, like, clouds passing by again. Um, It's, it's so like, quick. It's, it's so like, the quick.
1: scariest version of that, like, Pikachu shocked face thing I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, like, I, now, now that I've, like, thought about that back-to-back with thinking the other one was a panic attack, is, like, is he ha- is it happening again? Is that what I'm supposed to get from this? I think, regardless, it's really effective as a, as yeah. a reflection of, of where he's at. Um, I think that scene is really powerful in that because she's like in a silhouette like you not only can we not see her face but like Shinji can't see her face yeah as she's like I chewing him out might be the right term it's just yeah I think so yeah it's just we've we've talked so long about her intentions um
1: from him from his perspective it's 100% getting chewed out
0: yeah well 100% um and not like in the way that he probably like expected or wanted when he was like alright she's gonna be concerned about me it's just like it's like it's this weird mix, I, I think, and then it's just it didn't work for him. He's still sad.
1: It's like he was ready to be yelled at, like go pilot the thing, but he was not ready for like I don't care what you do, just make a decision for yourself. He was not ready for that kind of call out. No, pullout.
0: no, it, he he definitely has never been ready to been told to to, to to think for himself. We we buried the lead a little bit because at the beginning of the episode we said we'd talk about the the movie theater scene. Oh yeah, <laughs> which. I don't know how much there is to say about it, but I think it definitely ties into previous conversations we've had and probably in some way Shinji's struggle with masculinity. But at, in his walk home at the first third of the episode, he seems to just, like, stop into a movie theater. Uh, you mentioned that his, like the, or not his, but, like, the the sound coming from the movie is, like, about... A similar situation that he is in as the evil pilot.
1: Yeah, it's it's it easily could have been ripped from like a Godzilla style movie. Mm-hmm. It's like what it's. I think, I think one of the lines directly is like like what's the good of science or something like that. So like there's some catastrophe that they're trying to figure out. Blah blah. blah. Yeah. But
0: yeah, and then uh he's got like these like empty looking eyes that as, he, as he's sitting there. Um and then like he seems to shake awake and realize that like couple of rows in front of him some couple is like making out and it's getting a little heavier and it's like his his face as he's watching it's just like i think it's very telling of like how uncomfortable he is with these things
1: yeah and also in like the context of it because i like and again i i i kind of read this and maybe it's being influenced by the situation we had on on <laughs> itunes but like i kind Sex of read fears. it as like what's up sex fear? yeah no that seems terrifying as a sex fear myself that seems terrifying (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but like um but no like the fact that he's trying to i mean not trying to he probably prefer not to but he is locked into these thoughts about how serious the world and his situation in it is and these people ahead of him are like fooling around whatever i think like that upset him on another like i think you're right that he's just uncomfortable with it in general but i think it was also upsetting for him because like they, to them it's like entertainment they can like make out during to him it's like this is like real life or death stuff and it's like it's i think it's like hitting on the same kind of thing that we talked about where this episode makes it very clear that this is not your typical anime in that when kensuke like your life is dope you live with a hot babe and you like fight in a robot he's like no it's not it's awful and your loved ones fear for you and like all this other stuff i think it's just like him kind of rejecting other people's not taking it seriously
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and like uh and i think we've seen like the reality of him being in this situation and no one else really realizing how serious it is and in some cases even the adults don't seem to be as 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 serious about it as he is because they're not they're not the robot right or they're just like no you have to do it and they're like whether you want to read that as them being hardened or whatever but or just thinking like yeah he'll do it and it'll be fine uh, But but I, either way, yeah, like he's going he's like processing all of this shit and it's like specifically on his shoulders and like especially like he just seems to be uncomfortable with sexuality. <laughs> um, he, He's uncomfortable by like M- Masato being so friendly with him and then like seeing a another couple make out in a public place. He's like, this sucks. I hate this.
1: Yeah. I, 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 a fellow sex fear.
0: Mm hmm. You know, I I respect straight people. I just don't want it and shoved in my face.
1: <laughs> there's a two person straight pride parade in front of him at the theater.
0: Exactly. Ugh.
1: I I uh I had one other thing I wanted to ask about. Go and for it. Don't tell me if it's gonna become a thing, but I'm just curious. In the shot where he's sitting in the room and it's dark and the only light coming in is like from there's like a there's like a glow I think in the room, but also the door opens and Masato's talking to him through it. The scene we talked about mm. a million times on here, um, there's, like, a sigil on the wall. It's got the Nerve logo, and it says, like, uh, God in his something?
0: God is in his heaven, and all is right with the world.
1: Okay. That is That's the was,
0: the motto of I was Nerve. trying to
1: make out what that was. That's what I was mm-hmm. curious about.
0: That is it. And I don't know if it answers your question, then I knew it off the tip of my tongue. but
1: <laughs> <laughs> It probably does. Yeah. But,
0: uh, uh. Yeah. I don't know if it ever is directly in, like interacted with as like a sentiment that like people say all the time, like fucking Kingdom Hearts and may your heart be your guiding whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think it's just like iconography and like theming. Yeah. yeah. It is there in that shot. I think that's the first time I noticed it as well.
1: Now I'm sitting here trying to like, what does it mean? What? Does what does it, it in this context? What does it mean?
0: Yeah. I don't fucking know. Uh. There's there's a lot of religious imagery and theming in this show. I which I think we've talked a little bit about like the crosses the first angel made and they're called angels.
1: Well, I even mean it even just in terms of like like in a, on a on a literal in a kayfabe sense of like they made this like group and they made that their slogan. Why did they make that their slogan? Like, I'm trying to figure out what that means to them, like the characters.
0: Yeah, that's probably a good thought experiment.
1: I, I feel like come back to me on the last episode of the show and maybe I'll have a good answer.
0: Uh, or it'll be blurrier. Oh, oh good, we'll, great. See, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> uh We were just talking about in in the you didn't see it, but in the Orange Grove's Discord, it was all through like spoiler tags. But I was just like, episode twenty four, th- three hour runtime, <laughs> uh, and then like yeah, twenty five and twenty six will also be really long. So can't wait. Go-
1: it's gonna be like the Avengers where I'm gonna tell you on social media that you, you can't pee during it.
0: Uh-huh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. No. I um. We're. i think we're done talking about the episode right i think so <laughs> yeah um i was just because now i can just plug the discord there's a discord for the orange groves uh podcast network and there's a room for each show so you can pop into the nervous rex channel and talk to us about uh the show just use spoiler tags um although chris rarely checks it anyway as far as I, I know. actually
1: i took Are it you, I, a lot and have i you just checked it more? past the yeah i just don't say anything I'm okay a yeah quiet you're, observer you're, you're,
0: you you had said before that you're like, Oh, I don't really use Discord much, but uh I I guess I've seen you a couple times, yeah.
1: Ever since we launched the show I checked I check that Discord room a lot in case there's things nice. I can jump in on. But mostly it's big blocks of spoiler text, but so I like mm-hmm. I like watching people converse where I can see three words of it. It's just amusing to me. Yeah, like
0: episode twenty four, Colton is a huge block.
1: <laughs> yeah, and everyone's like, That's an interesting take.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. But um we were just talking I was talking to Colton about how uh I don't I don't I, I don't really know how to talk about episode twenty five without talking about twenty six so um we we get to decide whether or not that's a big special one or not when when we get there uh so feel free to come in and weigh in as long as you're not the fucking are there any men in america guy <laughs> but yeah, i guess if if that's the episode we we've plugged that discord uh uh we I can go ahead and say we're on the orange groves podcast network uh which is a network that uh it is all donation uh, funded to to host up marginalized creators and shows so that's cool we've been doing that there's been a lot of uh, bonus content up on the patreon this month as well including uh the first cut content from this show so just like conversations we have before the show or like bits that oh, get cut up. out yeah it goes up tomorrow for us oh, sweet. but <laughs> by the time this is out yes it will be out so cool Hey, so the Patreon tiers changed since we recorded this. Now the cut content is now uh, down to $2, more accessible to get. Uh, the test pilot and other bonus stuff will be at the $10 level. Uh, and then we put out a whole week of uploads uh, this month, including, well, as I already said, the first uh, cut content from this show. So you should go check it out at patreon.com forward slash The or you can go to the website, TheOrangeGroves.com, and click donate in the top right. To get those, uh, and it helps support uh, hosting these these creators and these shows and bringing on more people and doing stuff for them, like commissioning art and music and other stuff. Um, so that's rad. Uh, but, uh, but but Chris?
1: Yes. Chris?
0: Yeah? Where could, uh, where could people find you on the internet?
1: They can find me at Topher Disgrace on Twitter, and I realized in the passing weeks that I don't think I've ever actually plugged anything that I do on this podcast, and I probably yeah. should, because lots of people are like discovering who I am
0: for the yeah, first pl- time. Yeah, plug, uh, plug some other stuff you do.
1: Yeah, so I have uh, a few other podcasts. I do a um, couple through Alien Happy Hour. I do The Chat Room, where we talk about all the important issues of the day and extreme air quotes. We do uh, Movie Club, which is like a book club for people that can't read uh <laughs> we just watch a movie we talk about it it's good uh this past week we did um air force one the harrison ford joint uh we did the first john wick recently so that was a, a fun one nice. um i also i think by the end of this month we'll launch the first episode of cannonball z a podcast where my friend taylor and i are watching all the dragon ball movies we're starting with Stuck z for that but yeah we're gonna do all of them uh thank you i'm also stoked for that and i do uh, a weekly youtube virtual wrestling show called AHHWF where all your favorite pop culture personalities uh clash for championships and settle personal issues in the ring uh right now our, our champion trunks just slaughtered his dad at the last pay-per-view uh he <laughs> beat the pants off vegeta um but we also have people like mr clean and weird al and uh shaggy rogers wario stuff like that mm-hmm. it's a fun it's a fun wacky show um And also, I'm uh, kind of a filmmaker. Uh, I have a a film that got accepted into a a festival recently, and that film can be seen in my pin tweet on Twitter. Um, And I believe that account on that will also be home to the other short films I've made. So that is, I think, everything that I do currently. I'm sure at some point I'll have like a 20 mile long pin tweet that includes other things that are in the works that are not out yet i that's
0: yeah i I, sh- I should make one of those old fancy pin tweets you but
1: say that every week on sugar we're going down podcasting and i and never, never will <laughs> yeah.
0: all of my sh- all of my podcasts are on the orange crabs uh and i also you sh- go there and listen to the ones that i don't make
1: oh i forgot one thing i also do this really cool podcast it's called nervous directs we watch this like sad <laughs> robot show and it's pretty cool
0: <laughs> we watch this weird anime i don't know, fucking get in the robots <laughs> you, am i right but according bon- to
1: my like star chart joe I oh, am somehow no. both an anime protagonist and destined to be really sad, and I was like, "Wow, it's perfect." It's I'm yeah. just Shinji.
0: Yeah. We 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 learned a lot about each other after I recommended we watch this show together.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, because I th- I think part of the initial thing was like, "Hey, did you watch devil Devilman Crybaby?" Yeah. Yeah. You should watch Evangelion. <laughs> yeah. I uh. Actually, now that
1: you mention it, I can see some
0: similarities. Yeah. There's there's one that's like. There's one reference that's so clearly just like, I get it, you saw End of Eva, <laughs> but, uh But it's, you, I mean, you'll probably know it when you see it. <laughs> Except I'll
1: be like, wow, you saw Devilman Fucking. Yeah, fucking 2018.
0: <laughs> when was uh, <laughs> that? That scene I don't think was in the original Devilman. I don't remember when that originally was animated or uh, published. Um, anyways, you can find me on Twitter at Ghost of Joe, spelled Ghost of J-O. You can find me tweeting about uh, the other shows I make and other stuff um, I'll pick one To plug I don't remember what I plugged the last time I always try and change it up but I can never fucking remember But uh Since, since it's still Pride Month I'll say They them theirs you should check out a show Where uh, my friend Ray and I were both non-binary we talk about What that's like uh, we answer listener Questions and we just talk about gender We talk about the day to day Lived experience um, and the Overarching experience um we're probably by now uh releasing uh, a thing we're gonna do some sort of like giveaway during pride month um so hopefully by the time this is out you can check that out might i don't think it'll be over yet but i, I will probably also have tweeted about it but yeah i think shinji's dad jendo what god damn it <laughs> uh that's it the podcast is over i'm never talking to you again Chris. <laughs> <laughs> We still haven't thought of a fucking outro. Nope. Four episodes deep. Because I think we said something in episode two. Neither of us have checked to see what it is. <laughs> episode three. Systems. Huh? I just thought so laughing Episode three at our ended up saying bye. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't. I, do, do we just need to like buckle down and just like do it? Like what do we do?
1: Yeah, but do what, Joe? I don't know! <laughs> just cut it there (laughs) (laughs) or no hey we end we end with our best craig voice and say stop recording stop
0: stop stop (laughs) recording pods pods in the seven all is right in the world (laughs) (laughs) please rate please rate the viewer ray will have to do it again again. and the, the last review was two stars and uh weirdly sexist so
1: well, our, our, uh, our pal Chris went in and undid it with a five-star review that's uh, all good and no bad. So, <laughs>
0: Thanks, Chris. Oh, uh, bye, everybody. We'll see you in two weeks with another fucking episode. We'll, oh, I remembered it. We'll give you fan service next time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Very Random Encounters, where we play tabletop RPGs and randomly determine as much as possible.
1: Remember playing with Legos and swapping the people's heads and limbs to create
0: horrid abominations that God forgot? Our show is what it would be like if those rejected attempts at the human form had to go out and save the day. We turn the nonsense into a story with a nice message, like how friendship is stronger than a mind-controlled goblin jazz band. Hey, that's a thing that really happened. Find Very Random Encounters wherever you randomly determine to listen to podcasts.